Alright guys, and we are back. It's another episode of it. It's uh, a hang thing. What is up, guys? Hope you guys are feeling awesome. Yeah. I know from our last podcast, I feel really excited. I feel like, uh, during the past guests that we've had on, it's gotten a lot more personal. And I th- feel like we kind of know how to drive the podcast to really getting to know someone. And mm-hmm. I'm loving it. I'm excited. It's, it's, it's one of those things where we kind of figure out as we go. Yeah. And of course, we are here in studio uh, for this episode of the podcast. We got our boy. It's been a long time since yes. we caught up with this guy. We got Daryl Garcia in studio. Hello. Yay. I'm here. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, that was so cute. Hi, mom. <laughs> so I just I always got to tease my boy Daryl here like especially when it was his birthday there was the whole how did that uh, oh, how did that joke come up so he got a Gerald yeah Gerald Garcia oh, oh. so for the longest time that was the running joke and on his birthday Ed made him a shirt what it was say? crazy. It was everywhere. My name is Gerald Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag like, Gerald Garcia. Everybody was tweet. Uh, was Instagramming about this. We saw all the posts and stuff. So it's crazy. Uh, Daryl in studio. Thank you so much for coming by, man. Welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. First time on the podcast. Never yeah. been on the podcast Thank before, you. So missed you, my man. Um, you I know. Too. We like we were going on before we started. Uh, we used to chill a lot and in fact we would be at Lifehouse almost every Wednesday with our crew right. because we are huge fans of the whatnots yep, I know that. Long Drive Home shout out to them um, but it was always a good time and then I know I joined the show that I did and just stopped going out got too busy but we're uh, we're finally getting to getting to check each other again right man. it's great to see you I mean life you know everyone gets busy just as long as we don't lose our oh, connection yeah. with everybody true, true. You know, there's some people who are like, if you don't talk to them for a while, mm-hmm. and like, oh, wow, you don't want to talk to me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's just, you know, it's life gets in the way. It's part of growing up. It's yeah. part of being an adult, honestly. You know, especially because we're all still in our 20s. You know, the 20s are the time of exploration. Yep. Finding Amen. yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just understand if you guys are still on good terms, like, just... We understand each other, you know? Mm-hmm. That's how it is with with a lot of people. Speaking of life, speaking of age, speaking of where we're at now, mm-hmm. of course, Daryl, you, we know you. You've been a big, big, super, uh, you're a great supporter of Live Local Fridays. You've always been there. You've always performed so many times. At the same time, you've always sent a, a, us uh, really great talent to, to uh, feature on Live Local Fridays. So you've been with us musically. But then, of course, you now you do more than, you do your music stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you do more, you, you got into your own thing. Of course, winning Guam, shout out to, uh, to what you do. And it's crazy how you keep doing that and so so seeing you grow from like just a musician to now doing that promoting all that how um let's take it back let's just start with i guess the the basis of it um music music um so since i was a a young child little kid i've always had music around me because my dad's a musician Mm -hmm. philip garcia yes plays piano he sings he's awesome talented yeah very talented and um very very kind to you yep i met him during brunch i hosted a brunch thing at uh sheraton and he was playing with uh the center munia oh nice Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, those two jam together. They have mm-hmm. a lot of gigs together. They have the little classic part. I love that. Love the whole feel to it. All right, so you had your background with your dad, of course. Oh yeah. So then, um, so I've always been interested in music. I never took it seriously. Mm-hmm. In high school, I dabbled in it a bit. wasn't that great. Um, I then I had surgery. Where uh, so my tonsils were abnormally large inside my throat. Ooh. So like, if I open my mouth, you could see my tonsils. Ooh. So once they so throughout high school, right? I sounded like I was sick. And mm-hmm. I sound like this the Did whole time in high school. 
Was it sore or anything? So I there was no pain, so mm-hmm. that's why I never really. But my nose was always stuffy the whole time. Mm-hmm. I just never bothered. Mm-hmm. So um, when we went to the Philippines with my family, we always had like a daily checkup. So they checked my throat, they saw my tonsils, and they said they have to remove it. It's infected. It's too oh, big. Man. It's bad. So once they removed it, my voice dropped down a bit. <laughs> the yeah. surgery uh, triggered him into puberty. Whoa. Yeah, because I was going to college, right? And mm-hmm. one of my friends I haven't seen since high oh, school. Okay. We were just talking and his, his first reaction was like, whoa, Daryl, your voice is like super deep. What did you do? I'm like, oh man, I had surgery. Blah, 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 blah. And then, then, you know what that makes me think of? It's the, whoa, you guys got taller. Oh, we got our knees done. Yeah. <laughs> your voice got lower, man. Oh, thanks. It's the surgery. <laughs> Nice. So I know you said from there, that's where you discovered that you, you know, your singing voice. So tell us about how that all went. So um, after I had that surgery, uh, I actually was, I, me and my ex just broke up and I was kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm not that good looking, but I have a great personality, but that doesn't <laughs> help at all sometimes. So I was like, I got to do something, do a talent, right? Uh, one of my friends, Devin, his younger brother is Cameron Kanata. He's mm. touring with oh, One yeah. Piece right oh, now. Yeah. Nice. So back in the MySpace days, he sent me this video of him ripping the guitar, man. Mm. And the thing is, he's so young. And I was thinking in my head, like, this guy's so young, but he's so talented in what he does. Mm-hmm. I could get there if I had the same, same dedication as him. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I saw him do that, it inspired me to, like, okay, let me try music. If he could get to where he is today, maybe I can get there. Yeah. So my guitar skills wasn't that great. My singing wasn't that great. So after the surgery, I started practicing, started singing in my room, and then I slowly started like my friends come in, and my friends were like, hey, you have a pretty good voice. You should try singing publicly. And then when I was going to Yoji, I was hanging out at the tree. You guys mm-hmm. go to Yoji. You know, all know what the tree is. Yeah. Come on. I think I've seen some pictures of the tree. Mm-hmm. The tree. It's right in front of the library. Mm-hmm. Um, we know when I was the there, tree. I would like start, I started singing publicly there mm. to those people. And then they were enjoying my music, and they're like, hey, Daryl, you should come to an open mic. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me go nice. try an open mic. So I went to Java Java Hut? Java Junction first Junction. when mm-hmm. they were in Aganya Shopping mm-hmm. Center. I went there, and I met Joey and Joey. Mm. And then I performed there, and then the Joey that was from off-island was like, hey, I host open mics at Java Hut. You should come over to Java Hut and sing. Ah. So now I move over to Java Hut, and now I start singing there publicly. And the thing is, when you first start performing, it's very, like, you're scared. It's mm-hmm. not really, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't Naturally. come natural. It depends, mm-hmm. unless you're a natural performer. Mm-hmm. Right? right. I'm a closet performer. I came from the bedroom, mm-hmm. YouTube, to that open mic. And then when Joey had to leave off island, the owner, Ruby, was like, hey, Daryl, would you like to host open mic? Nice. So now I'm slowly moving up the scale. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm here. Now I'm at Open Mic. And now I'm getting to host Open Mic. And then one day she called me and she was like, hey, Daryl, I have some great news. I'm like, what? What's the great news? Oh, you're opening up for AJ Raphael. I'm like, wow. what? What? And the thing is, I listened to him since high school. Uh-huh. And then when she told me oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, what do you mean I'm opening up for AJ Raphael? Oh, someone's bringing him in. It's going to be a concert. I want you to be one of the main acts. I'm like, wow. are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, so then that's when I got to get to know Gabby, Joyce, mm. and right. CJ mm-hmm. from Friends with Instruments. Instruments. Mm-hmm. So then I linked up with them, and then I finally got to meet Raph, uh, AJ Raphael, mm-hmm. and I had mm-hmm. to, then I got to be Super cool guy, by the way. Yeah. Very down to earth. Uh, and the thing is, I didn't get to see, I saw him like a few times when he was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I didn't get to like, so when they were calling up people on stage to sing at the, uh, what's that, Epal Beach, I didn't go mm-hmm. up to do it right because i was like i was thinking like i there should be someone else Mm -hmm. to go up there and perform have that experience right 
because I did it with him before. Mm-hmm. And then I got called out on Twitter. Ooh. My friend Kiana messaged uh, AJ direct or like tagged him, mm-hmm. saying like, "Oh, I'm so disappointed, Daryl. You didn't go up." And then <laughs> I he think replied, "I saw that tweet. I think I saw yeah. that tweet." He replied like, "Damn it, Daryl." I was like, "Damn it, no, damn it, Daryl." Kind of went like, you know, you know, it's 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 like you've had that uh, opportunity. You want other people to uh, experience that, and I, you've done a lot of uh, that too. When you start, you know, uh, recommending people to Live Local Fridays, another yeah. stage. Another uh, platform where we try to promote music. So honestly, it's a little because if I hear it. someone, I want them to also have. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, this is a great platform. Um, you guys help me get exposed as well, and then um, you know, just having to like the thing is with Guam is I guess it's really about connections. How far you could go yep. here. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's how it is everywhere yeah. in the world. It's about who you know. And just if I that. see someone with talent and I see they're humble mm-hmm. and they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Why not give them a, a yeah. shot, you know? I think that's a perfect example of, you know, it's really never too late to learn something new. And definitely never let your fears or, you know, your anxiety, whatever it is, get in the way. Because, like you said, you know, you started as a closeted talent. And look at that. you Now you know AJ Raphael. That is one, you know. And it's great because you also you understood that there was more like oh man i was i'm sorry i was just cracking up when you said i don't really have the looks uh i have the personality he does have the personality you definitely have the personality man but what uh, uh, what you did recognize that a lot of people don't actually see or you know really recognize is that talent is a huge thing i love that i can really appreciate uh someone that's talented or uh, you know that's passionate about learning something and, you know, that shows a lot of drive in you. And obviously, you've expanded to more uh, things outside of music. Mm-hmm. So what are... Uh, I know you do photography too, right? Yes, I just, so I do photography, event coordinating, videography, wow. graphic design, uh, marketing. Man of many hats. But the thing is, everything started with, I guess, I would say music, mm-hmm. right? So when... So Acoustic Attack also helped me get mm-hmm. pretty, like, known mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, this one guy came up to me, his name's TJ, uh, his name is Tim, and he was like, hey man, I heard your music, I love you, I love your music. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was open to talk to him. And the first thing he started talking about was, hey man, I have this app. It's an app called Time Frame. And the thing about this guy, he was uh, like two years younger than me, mm-hmm. but then he was telling me how he went to high school and he already became a manager at his job, he now has a car from his job, he has a house from his job, mm-hmm. and he's young. And I asked him, how did you get there? He said, the internet. The internet what brought me from here to here, mm-hmm. from high school to where I am now. And then when he told me that, that opened my mind to business, mm-hmm. right? So with Wen in Guam, one day I was on uh, Facebook and I saw a bunch of pictures from the Japanese festival. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is there no one talking about a platform where you could like put all the events for Guam? Like, why mm-hmm. isn't there one where you could just find out stuff? Yeah. Right. So I started Wen in Guam on Facebook, didn't pop off. And this is when Instagram was just starting. Right. Mm. So I was like, you know what? There's no harm. Let me just put it on Instagram. Let me just try it. Mm-hmm. Then Instagram is what popped off. Mm-hmm. So then with that, I used my connection with music to help me uh, connect with people, get mm-hmm. more promotions to the platform. And it would win in Guam. It helped me get access to a lot of events mm-hmm. on Guam. So I got to go to Guam Live. I got to go to this. Nice. And then with winning Guam, it helped me understand event marketing and graphics. And then one day I had a gig at a Cracked Egg. Mm-hmm. And then I, was, I always heard about this store called the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Right? right next there. I always right heard about there. it. And there's a rapper named Jeffrey Crook who owns it. Never met him. He looks scary. I saw his YouTube videos. <laughs> let, me just, let me just pop by, right? So I pop into the Coliseum. 
he was there and when he talked to me I was like oh this guy's very chill very like mm-hmm. composed and they were talking I told him like oh I promote two of your events you brought Honey Cocaine mm-hmm. you brought Clyde Carson and I told him hey man if you want to work together here's my number a month passes and he calls me he's like hey Daryl I was like, hello, who's who's this? He's like, oh, this is Jeff. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's up, man? Hey, man, you want to do an event? Ooh. And then this is my first time actually being involved in mm-hmm. doing an event. Yeah. Right. And this is when he was bringing uh, Jay Stash, his friend. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. He's, he's Instagram, Twitter mm-hmm. famous. And um, <clears throat> that event was, oh, man, there's so much, so much, like, uh, drama, I guess. Because mm-hmm. uh, when you first work with people, you don't know how they are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then it was him and uh, Flacco, and me and Flacco didn't get along at first, but then we got mm-hmm. we got to get better. And yeah. And then from there on with, with Crook, that's when I started doing events. So then we did J Sash. After J Sash, we did I think Trinidad James, Adrian Marcel. We brought Ink Monster, Gino, Gino Rocks. He's a like a videographer from mm-hmm. the Philippines, and and uh. Hawaii, mm-hmm. and then we also brought Cole Bennett, the guy who's blowing up everybody. Yo. Lyrical Lemonade. Wow! Like this guy was just at the Grammys. He had like a, his own skybox and everything. Wow! He just did the, the was that a Tatiana song? Mm-hmm. Bust down, Tatiana, bust down. Now he also did the video with Cardi B, Mac Miller, Post wow. Malone. Yeah. Like he does, he's like he's already in that level. And he, when he was here in Guam, he was only like twenty one, mm-hmm. and what? I was twenty two at the time. That's crazy. And then he also inspired me because, like, this guy is so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But look where he is now, though. That's no the thing. excuses. There's no excuses. But in Guam, there's a certain level you can reach here. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have to think about outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that, again, leads back to fear. A lot of people are too scared to leave the island. Maybe, maybe they're completely comfortable with just being, you know, a local artist. But for those that have you know, maybe bigger aspirations of venturing outside. I mean, look at that. And we don't talk about her em- enough. I got to give huge credit to our girl, Pia Mia, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, Guam girl, born and raised. Um, and I think she was maybe t- like around 10 or 12 or something 13, like that. 13, I believe, when she uh-huh. put out, um, forgot what her, because I remember when she started, she was singing at weddings. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then after she that, her mom Nico, was like, okay, uh, so they took off, they went all the way to uh, the LA. States, LA, mm-hmm. and then from there, she started posting videos on YouTube. Of course, she did a very, very good job and Bruno Mars' Able Rain. So it really goes to show what you were saying, like, you know, there's a level, but when you hit the level, it's like, okay, either we think outside the box and what could we do for Guam as we're, we live in Guam or you just have to just pack up and just you know yeah. uh, take your take your dream uh, um, not take it away from Guam mm-hmm. keep it in Guam uh, you know always have Guam as your you know your your roots and everything but take that dream somewhere else don't be build afraid it be and then here. come back to Guam I think yeah. that's, that's exactly yeah because the thing is you always have Guam mm-hmm. to come back oh, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, business wise here there's a lot of uh, business opportunity here in Guam right it's a lot. Uh, the whole concert stuff, doing mm-hmm. events here, it's very stressful. Putting concerts together. And I want to ask. I want to ask. So you talked about ha- putting your first concert. Now, how has that? Um, how has that helped you prepare for um, um, your the the concerts you're throwing now? Was it? Have you learned a lot from it? Like you, you talked about networking, a very very uh, uh, key uh, part in putting together promotions. Like how has that changed from the first one you threw to? Um, the, the biggest one is the latest one you've, you've ever uh, put together. So, so, like, with concerts, like, so in face value, when all of us see concerts, mm-hmm. artists is coming in. Right. And all we think about is the price point of the ticket. Right. And then 
should we go, should we not go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a gigantic step within the process behind it. It's mm-hmm. like right. So like with the thing about Guam is the fact that if you try to bring an artist here from the states, right? Mm-hmm. For example, they lose an entire day just to get here. Right. Of course, yep, you want exactly. Back. So then the thing is, before you could bring an artist here to Guam, there's a thing where you have to. Uh, there's a town fee, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This town fee goes directly to the artist. So, like, for example, the person's town fee is, uh, let's say, thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, right? If you want to secure that artist to come to Guam, mm-hmm. you have to put a deposit. So you have to put half of it, fifteen thousand dollars. Okay. Now that's not only the town fee. You have to also fly, pay for their flights. Right mm-hmm. now, when an artist agrees to come here and you gave the deposit, they would give you something called a writer, and the writer would list uh, who they want to bring with them, what equipment they need, mm-hmm. what kind of car. Like some some artists like have a specific thing. Oh, I want this type of car. I want only wow. red skittles, no other color skittles, or else I'm going to throw this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's, there, yeah. there's, there's some people where they're very very anal mm-hmm. what they want. So then now imagine if some artist has five people. Now you're mm-hmm. flying five people here, round trip tickets. Now when they wow. come here, where are they going to stay? Yep. Right? If you don't get a hotel sponsor, you got to pay for the hotel. You got to pay for transportation. Damn. You got to pay for the food. Mm-hmm. Now if you're going to do a concert here, you got to think of a venue. Only problem with Guam is that the only no, like really Unlimited. big venue mm-hmm. that's big enough to hold a good amount of people is the UOG Fieldhouse. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's also Globe. But then like all these venues charge very high like, if you mm-hmm. find out how much Yoji charges, you'll be like, oh, my God, yeah. it's so high. So when you throw a concert, you're basically putting yourself in debt to get the money back after, right. from the that's outcome. That's business. Okay. It's a risk. Yeah. So the thing is, with Guam, the only thing that uh, makes me sad about Guam is the fact that everyone here is more about convenience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I could even, like, people could also know the, con- the person, the mm-hmm. artist. But the thing is, it doesn't matter if they know the artist or not. It's, it's, it's convenient for them to go out. And I think I really want to touch bases on that because, I mean, we're very active on Twitter. We see uh, we see what the community has to say. And especially being Guam, it's not hard to hear what the common word going around is. And, you know, a lot of people will complain about, oh, you know, $80 tickets, $50 tickets. But when you go, like, to the Philippines or just anywhere and mm-hmm. you want to see someone like Bruno Mars, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, there are people paying an arm and a leg for these tickets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when <clears throat> when that starts coming around, you know, guarantee some of the artists do hear about this and how how people's personalities or, you know, um, their outlooks are on that. And what really started to go around is other people are trying to talk more sense and you want these high talents coming to Guam then you need to be willing to pay that mm-hmm. price. Yeah. Because like you said, the the bigger the artist, the bigger the talent fee is going to mm-hmm. be. Of course, they're going to be bringing in more people. They're yep. going to be bringing in more equipment, you know. And like you said, some of them may be very anal retentive. Yeah. And there's just a lot going on. So I think it's really it's really great to see that you, you understand what the process is. And I'm pretty sure you have some some crazy stories going oh, from man, all so those. Many crazy. So the thing is, uh, when when usually me and Crook bring an artist here, mm-hmm. we try to. So the thing is, like sometimes Crook knows them personally, mm-hmm. and sometimes he doesn't know them personally. And like there's like a uh, we usually have a game. I guess not really a game, but it's more like is he Hollywood or is he chill? Mm-hmm. You know. So like we won't know Ooh. that person's chill or not until we get to know them. Spill the tea. Mm-hmm. So when we brought PMB Rock here, right? 
Ooh, I heard some stuff. There's, there's. I'm not gonna talk about anything mm. too crazy, but like, uh, so like now we're trying to figure out if, if he's chill or is he Hollywood. The moment that me and him realize, me and Crook realized that he's chill was when we we're pulling up to a uh, Sheraton, and then um, he dropped his grill. Right, <laughs> he's seen the back. Yeah, he dropped. He dropped his grill, and we look back. Oh no, man, you need help. He's like, no, nah, man, it's good. So then he opens the car door. Okay, and then the way he gets out of the car. Okay. He doesn't use his feet. <laughs> what? Imagine that now. Well, okay, he doesn't use his feet. So that means he fell on the ground. So oh, we, me, Crook, look back. He fell on the ground. The mean Crook look at each other like, he's cool. He's super cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, then he got up. And then... it's, like, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Dust yourself off. There's, there's some things I'm missing. Mm-hmm. I'm not adding in the thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. but... But like, what? and we got to hang out with him, talk with him, and then the thing that was so crazy about what happened was when uh, we pulled up, right? Uh, we had two cars: me and PMB, his DJ, and his bodyguard, and Crook were in one car. Then his manager was in the other car. Mm-hmm. So when we we pulled up to Sheraton late, and the manager's been up there waiting for us, right? And then we asked PMB because one of our sponsors wants a photo of him mm-hmm. next to the car, right? So then we asked him. He's like, PMB's like, yeah, it's cool. So once we get there, we get out the car, we took a photo of him in the car, we took the driver of the other car photo, mm-hmm. PMB in front of the car, mm-hmm. and after the car drove away, his manager was like, hey, Daryl, can, can you just come here to the side? Just come here real fast. I'm like, oh yeah, what's up, man? And then when, we, when he pulled me to the side, he grilled my ass, dude. Oh, shit. Ooh. He was pissed off. Ooh. He was yelling. He was getting mad. He said, who, who, who authorized that? Who authorized that photo? Mm-hmm. I was like, um, um, what, what do you mean? I t- I, the driver told me, he asked me if we could take a photo of the car. I said, no, because who's going to pay for that? And then you guys pull up, and then you guys take the photo. Who's going to pay for that photo now? Ooh. And then he started like talking about this, this, and this, and then I had to calm him down. Mm-hmm. Thank God I calmed him down, though. Because the, ma- the thing is, this manager, he, he also manages Beyonce. He manages Ooh. Jay-Z. He wow. worked with all these other big artists and stuff. So I understand why he has to be this certain mm-hmm. way. And throughout the whole operation of PMB, that guy's been grilling everyone's butt. Dude. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Managers like that are just like they're they're here to get the job done. Do the concert, do it right, and we're out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but majority of artists that we met are majority of them are introverts, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Trinidad James, introvert. What? Yeah. The oh go mawa. That guy's introvert. That guy's cool, super chill, relaxed. And then um, Jay Sash, that guy's super introvert, dude. Super introvert, but like he's super cool though. Super cool guy. Nice. And then now, now that the, he came back back like a couple of times, he's not as introverted anymore. He's more outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Marcel is not introvert. He's extrovert. Yeah. Uh, Fat Joe. Oh man. How oh, is he? Fat Joe was cool. He was chill. I only got to hang out with him like a couple of times. He just mm-hmm. ate at Sheraton. That's it. Uh, his mannerisms was good. Everything was good. Uh, there's one thing that happened when we when so when we picked him up, he was riding in another car, mm-hmm. and on the way to the hotel, he wanted to go to uh, Payless to get cereal. Wow! And then I heard that he got pissed off because his cereal wasn't there. Oh my goodness! Oh, but I wasn't there though. You know, I wasn't there. But that's what I heard. I was like, damn, what the heck? That's crazy, man. I wonder what kind of cereal though. Yeah. Oh, but when you're talking about the artists, right? You know, how like they have a big fee and all yeah. that. So, like, if you guys want Bruno Mars, you guys want Cardi B. You oh, you got this. yeah. That's you have to pay whatever ticket price comes out because these are like, OMG. Their their oh, town wow. fee is like quarter mil to one mil. I'm pretty two sure. Mil. 
There's no way you can make that back here in Guam. Yeah. If you try to throw an event like that mm-hmm. here, just no way. Sorry, guys. The population is just, uh, you got to get everyone coming. You got to get everyone to go, and it has to be a high price yeah. if you mm-hmm. want those type of people yeah. to come, you know? Whew. That's crazy. And, of course, um, but you've been through a lot. You've experienced it. And, of course, you will continue to. You've, you've gotten better and better and, and know how to assess its situation mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So that's awesome, man. And it's, it's crazy how it first saw Daryl. First time I saw Daryl, I think it was Live Local Fridays. It was his first, his first performance. And then you were new, too, right? Yes, I was yeah, new, too. Yeah, you were starting. Yeah, yeah. So it was the first time. I think Daryl was uh, performed in the first year we had Live Local Fridays. He was one of the 12th. 14th artists or bands to come on Live Local Friday. Mm-hmm. So he was barely new. This is the first time we're trying this out. This was a, wow. this was a trial and what error. We were like, it got one point we're like, oh, I think this is, we should cut this. And then we got sponsorship and it was like, oh, I guess we can't cut it now. <laughs> so we kept going on and on. And so it's nice. been one, two, three, a good five, six years nice, of Live Local Friday. It's been that long. It's been that long. It's hey. that crazy when you when you hear it. You're like, maybe we got to have our boy back on soon. That's so crazy. I can't wait. I can't wait. And he he, always, he knows. It's just like, I, I just like kind of like give him some breathing room because he's always busy with all these other stuff, but he always oh, knows yeah. he's welcome to come on the show. Heck yeah, man. Um, Let's talk about, let's talk a bit more about your music because I know you are in multiple bands, right? Uh, You gig. I know you gig. So like, are you used to? Mm-hmm. I, I still gig, yeah. I play at Moses every mm-hmm. other Wednesday. And then right now I've been playing at uh, Tumon Lobster and Grill. Nice. nice. I haven't really been advertising that one because they haven't told me if I'm like a regular yet. Mm-kay. But it's already like four weeks straight. Oh, wow. So I don't know if I'm a regular. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll just, I'll just say that. Uh, so I play by myself. Dar Garcia is my name. And then I have a band all in with yeah, Noni yeah. and Avery Paris. Nice. Yeah. And then... And do you, do you guys plan on doing some original music? Because I know you guys are a cover band. Uh, I, I think oh, I think you've done a lot of cover, uh, a lot of original. No, yeah, we know Daryl himself, but I mean yeah. as a band. So, like, with the band, everyone's, like, very busy. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the, the funny thing is we probably haven't practiced in, like, a year or two. Mm-hmm. And we've still been gigging for, like... To I'm, show up and gig, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we played at Beach Bar. I was at Beach Bar for three years before they that. got rid of all the bands. Even John Dank show, they got them all wow. off. Because uh, they had, like, a Vegas manager come in. Oh. And he just switched up, and now he's gone now. He's gone because he was doing so many... He was trying to do, like, stateside things here in Guam, mm-hmm. and it just, it just doesn't work, man. You can't mm-hmm. do it here. So, Beach Bar is three years. Moses is three years. Mm-hmm. And we, we, pra- we probably practiced, like, maybe ten times, man. <laughs> it's crazy usually once I learn a song we, we try to jam it live like twice you mm-hmm. know and after that we already got the, that's the thing though if your band has chemistry mm-hmm. we could kind of just like hit it and that's actually how a lot of uh, really top notch bands uh, plan for it it's you gotta know your stuff on your own time and when we come together we'll maybe go over it once twice and then that's we're gonna be bringing it Wow, man. So a lot of hard work, obviously. Um, what else What else are you into? Because I know we've talked about music. Uh, you d- you've done coordinating, uh, event coordinating. One Punch? We haven't talked about One Punch mm-hmm. yet. So you can yeah. touch, we can touch on uh, can talk- One Punch. So because you, 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 uh, you work uh, closely with... Um, with uh, he's going to hate Ed. me now. Ed. Ed is going to hate me so much. With Ed and um, and you guys do a lot. So what do you what do you uh, pitch in there when it comes to uh, your work with Ed? So like with One Punch, the first people was actually David McPinlack, who was mm-hmm. Mac Tech, and Ed Suarez. Mm-hmm. It was those two who first started uh, One Punch Media with another person, and then uh, I worked with Dave before. Mm-hmm. He's the one who got me my first MacBook. 
nice and that changed my life man if you are a graphic designer or video oh, yeah. editor Mac Mac the books are the way to go because mm-hmm. after i got this thing this is what gets head on graphic gets the job done yeah mm-hmm. so uh, technically my first event not not organizing it but like doing graphics and marketing was for uh when gerald green and jr smith came to guam i was the one who made all the flyers and nice. the graphics for that and then um that's when i worked with dave mm-hmm. so when they were making one punch they're like hey i worked with this guy named Dale garcia he has one in guam you want to j- jump him on board and then they reached out to me and then we had a meeting and i liked ed ed was pretty cool Mm-hmm. Wow! So you guys just—you <coughs> guys uh, just met not too long ago, right? So the thing is, when One Punch started, I didn't know it existed, but I always known of Ed Suarez mm-hmm. from a neutral friend. And mm-hmm. then the first time me and Ed met was I was performing for um, I think a GW prom, and Ed was hosting it. Mm. So oh, then that's when we wow. first met, and then we talked, and then the following week is when we met up and talked about One Punch. Nice. nice. So it was very, like, very natural. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then they got me on board. I gave my uh, expertise in, like, logo design, how we should market ourselves. Um, if you saw the first One Punch logo, it was actually, it's all right. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. And then, so basically, because I just gave in my expertise, and then that's when we first started doing the, um, what popped us off was the React videos. Mm-hmm. Those are good. That was during the North Korea. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that, that was the first one, right? Yeah. That, so to be honest, dude, the first video, I'm not really happy. I'm not proud mm-hmm. of it. I'm hey, not, man, everyone starts somewhere. Yeah. Everyone starts somewhere. And you, you see it. You see it when you watch just the, the first video and then the second video and Quality then the, the other video. And then time. the latest Your video, like, okay, yeah, you know how to add effects here and there. Animation. Add, animation. And you all get that. different reactions mm-hmm. out of people. Yeah. It's all a process. Because we did the first episode in one night. Like, I was talking to him on the phone, like, hey, Ed, we got to do something, man. He's like, what do you mean? Everyone's talking about North Korea, but no one in Guam's talking about North Korea. Mm-hmm. We should do something about <laughs> it. Because it's about us. It was about yeah. them talking about us. So why not have people from here? Because everybody else in the world is reacting. Why yeah. is not? Why is Guam not reacting? People got mad there because like, oh, you only picked your friends. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, that is true. Because after we got off the phone and talked mm-hmm. about it, we met up three hours later, mm-hmm. set up the stuff, Real called friends. our friends, mm-hmm. and we literally shot it the night of. Mm-hmm. Took one whole day to edit, then we just dropped it. We didn't think it was going to go anywhere. We mm-hmm. just thought it was just going to be like a little buzz. Smart right. strategy, though, yeah. because you hopped on that opportunity. You're like, yo, we got to do this fast. It's got to drop fast. Th- th- this day and age with uh, technology, social media, it's all about when you see it, grab it, use yep. it now. It's done. You, you let it uh, sit for like a, a day, a, a week, it's done. It's, it's old is news. Essence, it's old news. So and, like when you see something pop, you grab it. And we do it here too. We mm-hmm. see some the, the egg thing came up. Uh, all these other stuff would come up. We just use it right then, pop it, and then it just fucking, it just keeps it going. Yeah. I know what you're talking about, man. It's really exhausting, especially if you don't have a huge team team uh helping out and a lot of people like to be like oh it's it's just social media why why are you why does it take you so long to do this or this or this is like if you really want good quality content mm-hmm. you're talking more of just simple turning up the brightness on your phone or just you know mm-hmm. using a emoji or something it's takes a lot more than that you know as you said you're also a graphic artist so you know there's a lot more that goes into putting out good content and good quality content yeah like with graphic design my uh my tip for graphic design is like so with everyone everyone has a smartphone 
right? Mm-hmm. But everyone's attention span is very short, right? I would say. So mm-hmm. if you're scrolling down, my the way I make graphics is basically if I could capture your eye mm-hmm. while scrolling down, mm-hmm. or for the first few seconds, if I could capture your eye just to look at what I made or what yeah. this is. Then I I I, I won mm-hmm. technically yeah. I sold job. it. Yes, mm-hmm. my like if, even with like I started vlogging now. Yeah. So you can see how my vlogs are changing with like the how the attention span of mm-hmm. like how fast scenes cut and all that. Um, it's just really about catching people's attention span, man. Everyone's same of, thi- same yeah. thing as the radio, man. What what do you say? You have like you have seconds. Seconds. You pop to that catch mic and you have seconds. Attention. To get the, either you get them or they're out. They exactly. switch. Yeah. So you have you have to think of the the coolest thing to talk about when you and like we talked about like like today the the weed thing, mm-hmm. you know. So that uh, over overnight it it, it 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 created a whole buzz. Now now we have two sides. There's the, the sides are like, hey, that is not right, and the sides are like, Haha, yes, yeah. just in time for twenty nineteen for twenty, you know. And so we jumped on that. We jumped on that today. It was we did it for our trending. So yeah. I know, Hopefully we got some attention. People listened in, so it's um it's, uh, that issue is just a work in progress. It's a but, big step though, mm-hmm. because imagine tourism, man. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Lo- Asian countries that are illegal, they mm-hmm. can fly here. Yeah, it's crazy. That's the thing. It's great for for local businesses. I think uh, as Vic and I were even talking about earlier, crime rate in terms of crime rate dropping. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people that aren't going to be going to jail for distribution. Uh, of course, with a license. Mm-hmm. Remember, because remember, after this, all these things are going to come in place. Of course, the lo- how to tax it, uh, when to, where to use it, how you can use it, or stuff like mm-hmm. that. Which is like stuff that goes after uh, I get signed into law. So it's stuff like that. We see it pop in, and we talk about it, and you got to be like, on it. Mm-hmm. Wait, just, there was a bill that passed before, right? And that was the medicinal. Medicinal. So you can get CBD on island, mm-hmm. but it's not uh, recreational. So THC is currently still illegal, just because the bill passed, guys. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, we still got to regulate. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But uh, I want to get back into uh, your graphics. Uh, have, tell us how you got into that and how you, you know, were, are you self-taught? Yeah, I was self-taught. Um, like I said, everything's on the internet nowadays. Mm-hmm. YouTube. YouTube is everyone's Yeah, best YouTube friend. University. So the thing about graphic design is you can learn how to use Photoshop. Mm-hmm. But after you know how to use all these tools, it's your creative mind to make that product, that mm-hmm. flyer, that video that logo and that that takes a lot of um i guess thinking in mm-hmm. sense uh my tip for that type of thing would be I, I like looking at other companies what have they done with this like somewhere similar to the same brand mm-hmm. look at that company look at this flyer look at this what what can i get inspired from what what worked for that flyer what worked for this flyer and what can i do to combine it mm-hmm. right and then making my own yeah. flyer that's what graphic design is cool sounds super cool Video editing is cool. I've never touched animations before. Mm-hmm. My first time doing animations was in the React videos. Mm. So if you see the slides coming in, the, the mm-hmm. plates falling, and mm-hmm. then like the little mm-hmm. like intro things, everything was pre-made and photoshopped and animated on Final Cut. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, it's kind of... Um, I think I want to talk about, because you mentioned it earlier, you started vlogging. And I think one of the first videos I remember you doing was your Korea your vlog from Korea. Oh yeah, that was such a crazy um, trip. I know you've you've done some traveling, but t- tell us how you got into vlogging. Um, what made you want to start it? And let's talk a little bit about your travels. Uh, well, so with vlogging, I um, looking back at everything I've, that I've experienced, mm-hmm. 
like when I tell people some of the things I've done or experienced, all these backstories, or mm-hmm. some people can't believe it unless they're there to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I kind of wish I was vlogging since the beginning of like doing the concerts, mm-hmm. the music stuff, uh, everything. Uh, but vlogging now, I feel like so with people like to vlog daily. That's how it, sh- it should be. Yeah. So when I vlog, I rather vlog significant mm-hmm. events now, mm-hmm. or when Smart. I travel. Right. Um, so I went on a trip to Korea. That's my first trip. And that was, I was just in the airport and I wasn't really going to take vlogging seriously. I was just in the airport like, Hey, let me just try it. Let me just film it. If I see I the see content and it doesn't work, I'm not going to post it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, you, mm-hmm. if you have an idea, do it. Right. Cause in the end it's not going to hurt nobody. Right? right. So when during the Korea trip, I, to be honest, I never really watched people's vlogs mm-hmm. when I first started, but I know how to edit Mm-hmm. So if you watch my first vlog, you could notice how the editing was good, but the storytelling wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Mm. The thing about vlogging is you have you have to talk, you have to be very charismatic because mm-hmm. yeah. you are the reason people are going to watch the mm-hmm. vlog, not mm-hmm. the thing around you. Right, right. right? The thing around they you want to see what you're doing. They want exactly. To, exactly. If they don't like the main character of a movie, why should I watch the movie? Very smart. Mm-hmm. So if you watch how my vlogs evolved, you could see how it got better. Mm-hmm. The thing is. Um, I, I got busy with the It's the Ship. We went mm. off island to right. Asia's biggest cruise ship, mm-hmm. and I vlogged the entire thing. But then I was also working behind the scenes when I got back. Mm-hmm. So I have technically, I have like eight vlogs that I haven't even touched yet, and they were all filmed from my iPhone 6. Oh, wow. So there is no excuses for anybody to not start vlogging. If I could do it yeah. with my iPhone, you could do it with your, your mm. phone. Right. Okay, let's talk about that. You mentioned It's the Ship. Man, we've we've heard it. We've seen it on social media. Mm-hmm. We may have a vague idea of how it is. Uh, tell us about that because when everyone got back, we saw a bunch of the the whether it was on an IG story or posts. You know, it was all over social media. Yeah, it's a ship. Was oh man, it was a great experience. They uh, so alter ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, d- uh, we start working with them one punch, and then I was there as Guam's official photographer. Nice, which is great. Uh, I never been on a cruise ship before. Wow! And I did I did minimal research for this because I wanted to experience it. Mm-hmm. You know, everything like coming at you like a surprise, yeah. like oh oh wow okay yeah. And then with the celebrities, I don't want to know who the celebrity is because I don't want to be all weird when they mm-hmm. pop up. You know, I just want to know hey what's up man hey, hey you know that's the best way to be a celebrity be casual right. And with it's the ship this uh, it was like a nonstop party, so all my vlogs from it's the ship is out. From from the from the trip out to the pre party at one of the Singapore's biggest clubs there, and in the next three days it's just ship. You can watch it in the vlog all mm-hmm. the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you lose a lot of sleep, man. Ooh, because I would it, bet. and there's a twenty four hour buffet, free food. <laughs> that is crazy. Free food. The thing is, I, the only thing you have to pay for is the alcohol, and then there's also like many restaurants. But when you enter it's the ship, they give you this card which is technically like your passport. Mm-hmm. And you use this card to pay for everything. Like when you get alcohol, wow. you swipe. You get this swipe. So mm-hmm. you're not you running swipe. back to your room yeah. and forgetting If like, you lose wallet. a card, that's fine. Go, go to the front desk, wow. print a new card. Holy. Yeah, and then the thing is, the, the on the boat, there's different clubs on the boat. There's a main stage. There's a basketball court, a rock climbing course. Wow. There's a water slide. Um, then when I say different clubs, there's literally different clubs. There's one thing called Sleepless Party. 
Sleepless Society. Ooh. And when you when I was when I was walking in, you see this guy whipping this girl, or this girl whipping this guy, one of them. Whoa! And then when you walk in, you see this weird looking stage. Have a state. They had like a cage, and then there's also beds in what? the place. So I was like, "What? This is so oh, crazy! This is so cool. like I got to see things that." Like, I was going to the elevator. There's a DJ in the elevator. Like, what's this Are you DJ? serious? Yeah, it's there's actually... A, there's a DJ in the elevator. Yeah, and the thing is, I have it, it's in my vlog, too. And then the guy that I paused, there's a celebrity also on, in the thing. I, I didn't realize it was him until, like, afterwards. And then when I got off that elevator, there was a bar in the other elevator giving out free what? drinks. Are you kidding me? Dude. But, but I was so mad because I couldn't fit. Oh. Because like it was okay, it was, it was packed, and then he's, there's this couple right next to us, or next to me. And when the elevator opened, the dude was yelling at the bartender, "Hey, what's up?" And then they fit, and I was like, "No!" Oh shoot! Could have been me. Yeah. So like the DJs could be in the restroom, they could be here. That it's is crazy. Big. New goals, DJ. Elevator DJ. Elevator DJ. <laughs> That's cool, man. To just be elevator DJ. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind being elevator DJ. What's up, guys? Hook me up some drinks. Yeah, Micronesia Mall. And, yeah. Hey, hey, what's up? Man? Right, it's the elevator. Just, just yeah. uh, to the th- second floor. That's crazy. We'll make it a thing. <laughs> we can make it a thing. Make thing. it a thing. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're pretty. Wow. Congrats That's on a being lot. another uh, long podcast for us. We loved it. Loved having you. Great. How long is it? We're at it's forty. At 40. Oh, okay. Not that long. It's okay. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good. It's like long. one episode of Breaking Bad, right? <laughs> we'll take that. Well, man, as I warned you in the beginning, we always end the show with three questions. So first, um, what is one word or phrase to describe yourself? Um, I guess I would say down down to earth. Down nice. To earth. He's yeah. right. He's right, guys. Right. That is that is. And honest. ladies, he is also single. The key to success is to be humble. That's the thing. Age to the men, Daryl. Age to the men. I think a lot of people lose sight of that. You know, they're usually, their main goal is to be the badass or, you know, to make a new name. But I think, as you said, it's very important to stay humble. And, you know, you've worked with a lot of rappers, a lot of people in the, you know, in the entertainment industry. And it's great when you meet someone that is down to earth. And it just it makes you want to be around them more. Yeah, and you know if you're humble, you, it, it it comes back, man. Yeah, just it be does. humble. Mm-hmm. It comes back to you. That's how life works. Full circle. Yeah. All right, and also give us a fun fact about yourself. Oh, here's I a, mean, aside from everything that we just talked about. Uh, here's a fun fact. Um, I can't smell. I lost my sense of smell. No. Oh, what? yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't read this. What? I was gonna say it because remember I told I had surgery in my throat. Okay, I had another surgery on my nose. Oh, dang! I, I, yeah, I had polyps in my nose, non-cancerous like little tumors, and they mm-hmm. removed it. They checked it, no cancer. And then when they removed that, I could breathe and oh, better, wow. much better. That does not mean you guys go shove your fafa in, in <laughs> Daryl's. Hey, Daryl, can't okay? smell right. Check this. The, <laughs> the next question people usually ask is, "Oh, can you taste?" You know. Oh. That's right. Can you taste? <laughs> I can taste whatever's in the tongue, salty, sweet, sour. I can taste. But the thing is, when you smell food, it enhances your taste. Right. Right? Ah. Mm-hmm. So I can still taste. I just can't smell. So there's situations in life where I'm screwed. People are like, oh, you'll die in a house fire. You know, oh, like, shoot, man. You know. Oh. Yeah. All right. And one last question. What is one thing you want to or have to do before you do, before your time is up? One thing I want to do before my time is up? Mm-hmm. I would honestly, I would want, I, it might sound weird, but this is like. No, man. Free range. 
I want to just get my parents out of debt, man. That's, wow. That's, that's awesome. just like, once that's good, I'm good. Everyone's good. We I have think- a gas station in the Philippines. Hey. Yeah, we we opened it like in a, like about a year now. Oh, I wow. think that would yeah. that would be a lot of our um, what we would want to be able to give back to our parents is to relieve that financial burden. You know, the moment that a child comes into play, it's a whole different situation, and I think a lot of us don't realize how our lives, our parents' lives were before us, mm-hmm. and how it was during and even after. You know, we may or may not have moved out of the house. The struggle they went through to put us where we're at. Yeah, that's, yeah. I just want awesome. them to be. Have your parents. Yeah, I just want them to be secure. Yeah. My ultimate happiness and everything doesn't matter unless my parents are good. That's, hey, yeah. man, heart of gold right there, Daryl Gar- Garcia. Everyone, <laughs> he said it. It's official. It's on here. It's on the podcast. Daryl, thank you so much, man, for stopping by. Welcome. Thanks, man. And of course, uh, before we let you go, um, throw out your. Um, where can people find you, social media-wise? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, R-E-D-O-M-L-Y, Redomly. Want to tell the little story about that? My name? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Red- Redomly. Everyone asks me, like, why that? I know right. it's, it's hard. Honestly, thinking now, it's probably like a bad username. Or, <laughs> but, so, I'm random. Uh-huh. Randomly. My favorite color is red. Then just combine randomly oh. and red. <laughs> Redomly. Redomly, yeah. Redomly, Redomly. People just, you know. Then, I guess you can search Daryl Garcia on Spotify. You can find my music. Daryl Garcia on YouTube. Yeah. You can see my vlogs, my upcoming music. I have more songs coming out soon. Let us know. Yes. Send it in. Yeah, I can't can't wait to get back on Live Local Friday too. Chris actually asked me to get on it. You should next month. Yes, ne- next man. Month is open. Yeah. yeah, we got a couple openings. We'll definitely let you know. I'm trying to get the band together to practice. Yeah. We got to practice at least one more happen. time. Yeah, and then <laughs> get on board. All right, so Daryl, thank you so much for coming by, and that pretty much wraps up another episode of it's a hang, hang thing. thing, and we will see you guys at the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.